Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to be a person of faith in a culture against faith. So let's continue this talk on justice. Yeah, so if you listened last week, you got a very impassioned Cullen um, on race issues. Um, that's because when we recorded that, I didn't know, I didn't know when it was going to go out because I really wanted to have that conversation, but I wanted a black voice to have that conversation with. And so, um, but I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get that and I couldn't get that unfortunately. And we were together and we had to record an episode. And so we recorded it. And it just so happened that it was the day after the Buffalo Massacre. And so it was like really heated, really impassioned. And I want to have that conversation about broken systems because I do believe what Tim Mackey at the Bible Project says is that even if things begin straight, which I don't necessarily believe is possible, they always end up crooked. Mm Mm-hmm. But, and so if they end up crooked, what that means is our systems are crooked. Our systems are broken. Our systems are unjust. Yep. I think I'm pretty convinced that that is also true for our American system against African Americans. However, I'm not black and I really don't feel comfortable doing that conversation on my own. Mm-hmm without representation here. And so I'm going to have that conversation, but I'm going to do it through the lens of an institution that I know, which is the Southern Baptist convention. This convention, man, it, it produced me. It made me. Yeah. Same. I went to Southern Baptist. I went to an undergraduate Southern Baptist institution. I went to, a yeah for the undergraduate institution that I actually graduated from it's not funded by the Southern Baptist but it's funded by the state institution of Texas that partners with the Southern Baptist mm-hmm. that's also true for Baylor we grew up in Southern Baptist churches i yeah i have i the Southern Baptist made me yeah so, and I've taken Baptist history three different times at three different Baptist institutions. I got Baptist history on luck. And so I can have this conversation about broken institutions through this lens. But I want you to understand this is just my typology. This conversation could be like, it's a stencil. You could lay it over any institution to evaluate if it's an institution of power and oppression. So, Baptist history. Baptists begin out of the separatist movement. The separatist movement is a movement coming out of England, and they're separating from the church in England, and it's around the 1600s. Different Baptist histories play this part out a little bit differently. Every Baptist history brings it down to a guy named John Smith, or Smythe, because technically it's spelled S-M-Y-T-H. 
John Smythe comes over and he is like the first Baptist. Um, and when he gets over here, or maybe he's still in Europe, I can't remember. At some point in his journey, he ends up hanging out with some Mennonites. And Mennonites help him form his theology to become Baptist. Baptists roll together, by and large, unless you unless you want to include the Anabaptists, which there's lots of Anabaptists, but the most common Anabaptists would be the Amish. Amish are of the Anabaptist um, vein. Other than Anabaptists, Baptists all kind of move together. You eventually have a reformed section and like a not reformed section, and it was they were called reformed and free will Baptists. But free will Baptists, like they don't really exist anymore. That like free will Baptists are not Arminian Baptists. They're not not Calvinist Baptists. They were this own thing which was heretical. They didn't they didn't believe in Jesus according to Chalcedon, and so. These, these Baptists die out. So you have this one vein of Reformed Baptists that as we get farther down the line, they turn into like super Reformed and less Reformed <laughs> is kind of what it ends up being. It's not until the modern time that really Baptists end up this like moralistic, therapeutic deism kind right. of thing. But as these things are playing out, Baptists are really, they're one. It's the American Baptist is what it's called. Or sorry, yeah, it's called the Northern Baptist Convention or something like that. Northern Baptist Association, Northern Baptist Convention, something like that. In 1845, the Southern Baptists get their birth. And if you hear Baptist history taught today, you will hear Southern Baptists tell you that it's because the Northern Baptists are liberal. You will hear them say it's because the Northern Baptists affirm women or they believe in gay people or some nonsense like that. Or they don't believe the Bible. That's another common one. You'll hear people say, that the Southern Baptists left because the Northern Baptists were too liberal. That is fundamentally not true. The Southern Baptists left in 1845. Clayton, can you think of anything else that's going on in 1845? Uh, lots of racial issues. Yeah, we're trying to deal with the slavery conundrum. Mm -hmm. Southern Baptists form in 1845 for the sole purpose just alongside the Civil War. And that's why they're called the Southern Baptists. Yeah. Because they were with the Confederates. Mm -hmm. The Northerns were with the Union. Mm -hmm. That's it. The Southern Baptists got their start because they wanted to own slaves. So here's the deal. In the same way that a system gets designed to oppress people. How does it design itself to oppress people? Well, number one, it's a cooperative. 
the Southern Baptist Convention is a cooperative. And what that means is the churches voluntarily choose to affiliate. And they affiliate by giving money, which the Southern Baptist Convention distributes. The main purpose of the Southern Baptist Convention is to do international missions. That is a huge Baptist identity thing to our core. It's to do missions. And so what does that mean? It means that it's designed to distribute money. Money raised from plantations and slavery systems. And so, because all of these things are interconnected, it has to be designed in a way that you can protect that. The institution has to protect itself. And so, you do it by member vote. And you only let people come in who think like you. You get to be the control of doctrine. That's why you have the Baptist faith and message. 1905, 1960, or 1925, 1963, and 2000. You got three of them. Statements of faith. If you don't agree to these, we can kick you out. So you do it by voice. And in that, you tell black people that they're three-fifths human. And because of that, they don't get a voice. That's literally in Baptist documents. Okay. So, system is designed to oppress people. Now, the government, which if you joined us on a closer look yesterday, you talked about me or you heard me talk about seeing these, the religious institution and the political institution working hand in hand. They have forever and they always will, unfortunately, until the, until the religious institution tells the governmental institution to piss off. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And so then the governmental institution decides that slavery is wrong. And so they can't own slaves anymore. But it wasn't until the 1990s that the Southern Baptist Convention ever came out and apologized for their role in slavery. Mm. If, I'm, if I'm correct, I believe, don't 100% quote me on this, I think it's in 1993, the year I was born. Hmm. Think about that. Think about that. Yeah. That's mind-boggling to me. It took that so more than long. 100 years. Yeah. For them, almost 150 years. 148 years it took them to come out and say we messed up on this one. I think it'll take them another 150 to come out and say we messed up on the women issue, which is what I want to actually talk about now. The Southern Baptist Convention still has problems with race issues. Oh, yeah. There is not enough African-American representation in the Southern Baptist Convention. No. And there's definitely not enough in leadership 
in the Southern Baptist Convention. That convention is run by a bunch of very wealthy, powerful white men. Yes. And it doesn't allow women. So here's the other part I want to tell you. If you ever get comfortable tell, looking at a human being, any human being, and telling them that they are less human than you, remember, Baptist documents, looking and talking about slaves in the Southern Baptist Convention, they are three-fifths human. If you can ever get to a point where you can look at someone and degrade the image of God in them because of their skin color or gender to three-fifths, you're a person who's going to continue to oppress people. Yeah. And so they did the same thing with women. They did the exact same thing with women. So... In any system where you want to oppress a people group, the first step is to take away their voice. I cannot tell you how many times I heard quoted when I would ask a question why women didn't do more stuff around the church. Well, Paul says in Timothy, for I do not permit a man or I do not permit a woman to teach or have authority over a man. Then they would quote Ephesians 5 and yada, 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 and all this stuff. Okay? Actually, that's not true. It would really just be those two things. Like, those would be the two things they would quote. Oh, but they continue talking. Yeah, they would keep talking, but it's really, those are the two arguments they have of substance. And you both end up of those. Getting lots of the uh, women are too emotional. They can't control their emotions well enough to actually be able to teach yeah. other men, which that was the one that I think used to piss me off the most. <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, so because those were in the Bible and these were men who were educated in law and other things, they miss some pretty important stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so the, f- the first thing they do is they use that First Timothy passage to take away the voice of women. Oh. And they use the household codes of Paul in Colossians and Ephesians to take away the voice of women at home. Mm-hmm. Submit to your husbands. In the same way that we know that colonial slavery was abusive to black people. We're seeing elements of that show up in the way that the Southern Baptist continues to treat women. Mm -hmm. Sexual abuse. Now, it's exploitation in the same way that slavery was because in the same way that we looked, we, and I say we because I'm a white dude, in the same way that we looked at slavery as a means to an end that these people were only good for their work, the work they could provide to me, we said to women, the only thing you were good for was household work and sex. And so you saw these people of power be paraded by their congregations 
and still paraded. To this day, John MacArthur has not had anything happen to him about him protecting pedophiles. Yeah. These systems are designed to protect the people of power. And when you become a person of power and your system is designed to exploit people based on being subhuman, you have a broken system. You yeah. have an unjust system. And it's going to continue to repeat itself. And we're seeing it now. We're seeing it with women. There's a reason Beth Moore left these people. And if you didn't pay attention to the way they treated her on the way out the door, it was real revealing. She tried to be real polite. She tried to be real cordial. She did a very ethical book termination contract with Lifeway for them to stop selling her stuff. She left. She didn't try to make any fuss. They berated her on Twitter. Golly. Yep. Some of the worst comments I've ever seen from these Southern Baptist pastors yep. calling her an apostate because she's preaching now. I mean, just unbelievable the kind of things they do. And now you're seeing it in the same way that they talk about the LGBTQ community. Yeah. More subpar humans. Here's the crazy thing in, in that conversation. This is for free. If you don't follow me on Instagram, at Pastor Cullen, I put a lot of content out. It is Pride Month. I'm putting out a lot of like LGBTQ homosexuality and the Bible content. If you didn't know... The Bible only references some kind of reference to same-sex same sex sexual interaction six times. It references a whole lot of other sins a whole lot more often than that. And yet these people, like it mentions pride like over a hundred times. But how many proud white evangelical Southern Baptist pastors do you know? How many narcissistic white evangelical Southern Baptist convention pastors do you know? Damn near all of them. Okay. But we'll look over that one because that's my sin. Yep. But this one that only is referenced six times yeah. in the Bible, we're going to make it the whipping boy. Oh, it's that sin hierarchy thing. No, it's that oppression thing. Oh, but yes, that is built off this. That is the thing that... Correct. That is the thing that I don't do. Broken systems continue to perpetuate injustice yeah. until they're fixed. I'm not convinced that institutions can fix, th fix themselves. I'm convinced that broken institutions have to die, and then we have to rebuild. Um, we are not a part of the Southern Baptist Convention. We will never be unless they make a whole lot of reparations, which I don't think is ever going to happen. They essentially have to tear everything down and completely rebuild. Correct, which they're not going to do. And so, once again, this is not a podcast to bash on the Southern Baptist Convention. This is a podcast so that I can show you from my experience, how broken systems continue to perpetuate injustices. 
I want to have this conversation on a much larger scale about the way that this happens in America. I've read all of the things. I'm knowledgeable enough to have that conversation, but I'm not comfortable having it as two white dudes. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, and so I'm not gonna. This is the purpose of that. It's just for it to be a type. You could take this. If an institution ever begins by oppressing people, then you can look at the way it continues to perpetuate oppression on other people groups. It's a system. If systems are broken, they remain broken. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.